The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. No man, down in my teeth, I got a lot of shine. Running up the number, that's a lot of crime. Try to take it from me, must be at your mind. I'm Gail Saunders here with Evan Hollywood Hearn uh, and Mr. Mal in the building in Prime. So funny. What's so funny? That you started the podcast. The first you. 10 words you said were muted. Man, listen. It's been that kind of week. <laughs> The, the, yeah. the, it must be the internet, but can you hear me now? I'm good. Yes. I'm good. Yeah, you're, you're good, good, man. You're good. good. All right. So episode 285 of Fourth and John, we are talking about the wide receiver position, uh, doing a little breakdown. And as you can see from the, fo- the photo here, uh, this is more than a Wu-Tang style of uh, depth here. <laughs> this is uh, this is in, in, insane. Uh, but family. But the, uh, the wide receiver position, I, I'm excited to talk about. I think it's a group overall that everyone is excited to see. More so on the back end, who makes it out of the pack. Um, in the draft, we were blessed with a guy by the name of A.J. Brown. Uh, we also know we have Devontae Smith, who is uh, a legend already in, in our hearts. And I feel like uh, the three, the four, the five, the six, depending on how many guys that we bring, I think it could be exciting. I mean, overall, how you guys feel about the wide receiver position? I mean, can I just belt out a quick hallelujah, man? Like, how yeah. long has it been since we've had a complete wide receiver core? Long like, uh, it, dude, the, Deshaun Jackson and Jeremy Macklin is the last time we've had a receiver core that is this, uh, you know, in, this good. Um, the fact that we were able to bring in A.J. Brown, uh, the, I mean – we went into this offseason. We were all hyped up for Garrett Wilson. We thought that maybe that was the the answer. We we go through the draft, yeah. but I you know I don't think anyone really saw the whole AJ Brown thing um, coming into fruition. Uh, I think that all caught us by surprise on draft night. Although on this graphic, I I do want to say I want to comment on the fact that I love that you kept Devonte front and center right there. Devonte yeah, is the boy. Devontae is going to go off this year, all because of uh, A.J. Brown being able to take pressure off of him. Obviously, Jalen Hurts, we all know he's going to take another step, a far step forward this year. And uh, the boys are going to eat. The wide wide receiver core is going to look completely different than what we've seen in the past half half decade. I'm excited. You're saying hallelujah. I'm going to say holy shit. Counting 12 people (laughs) on that damn picture. Good problem to have. 12 wide receivers (laughs) is definitely a good problem to have. I mean, if you can't find a wide receiver core – out of 12 people, we got a problem. Uh, at the end of this all, hey, just know 
we got some wide receivers. So if anybody's looking for one, come and see us. I, I mean, I'm looking at this list. I'm looking at the top five. You know, like you said, man, having Devontae Smith in the front of that pack, that means a lot. You know, he definitely uh, has a, a, a steady spot on this roster. You know I mean? He made that very known coming into the league last year and doing his thing. The pickup with A.J. Brown, hey, man, uh, that's, that's icing on the cake. Uh, I think it's going to be real, real big seeing these kids, you know, go to work together. Um, I'm looking forward to it because, like you said, man, it's been a while since we had a wide receiver core like this. So I'm excited. Um, I'm really excited to see these boys go to work, man. Yeah, same, bro. Uh, just excited to, like Ev said, have so many different playmakers. And also for me, it's almost to the Wu-Tang piece. It's like you get a different little something with everybody, right? That like you have some shorter diminutive dudes that can work well in space. You got big physical receivers that can make tough catches. Uh, you got, well, Devontae does everything, right? So, you know, we we have players that are capable of changing the game in a number of different ways, which I think would be really helpful for like the offensive play calling so that you can design packages and just get real freaky with it. I'm just excited, man. Um, you know, we, uh, well, I don't know if we talked about this yet, but at, uh, the Trent Cole camp, Brandon Graham was talking about um, Jalen Hurts and how he's just been bombing it out to A.J. Brown and Devontae so far. But low-key, I think that I'm the most excited about Quez Watkins because I feel like Quez is now in his more natural position as like a wide receiver three as opposed to being like forced into a wide receiver two role. I think he's going to go he, he won't break any records, of course, because behind A.J. Brown and, and you know, Smith is going to be tough to eat. But I think Quez is going to go stupid this year. He's going to be stretching the field for us. Um, and I'm just excited to see him make some big plays. Yeah, I think people are just excited about having a passing attack that is threatening. Uh, now, we talk about uh, Devontae Smith being bracketed. You talk about uh, Dallas Goddard being bracketed, you know, mm-hmm. and, and allows, you know, we're looking at our wide receiver two and three to do something last year. And that's where I think things change now that you have AJ Brown, um, who's the muscle. And then you have, you have the, the wizardry of Devonte Smith. So I'm, I'm really excited about that pairing. I think it's a dynamic duo. Um, I, 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 Quez does, Quez does get his share of love as well. Uh, but why don't we start with, you know, we'll start with number one, not there could be number one, a and B. <laughs> But I'm I'm going to I'm going to give him this because he's he's been here first, you know. Uh, we'll start off with Devonte Smith. Uh, Devonte Smith uh, coming into his second year. I thought last year he performed exactly like I expected. He's the guy that pre-draft. Uh, I know I wanted him. I know a lot of us wanted him. He was my one, number one target. Uh, the fact that we got him and the fact that he uh, just just played uh, right, right up to expectations. And you talk about a Alabama player who's been playing in the spotlight for his whole career. And he just showed you uh, that fear is not a factor for him. Uh, so <laughs> I think uh, Devontae Smith really has become a fan favorite already in, in his second year. Um, what say you about Devontae Smith? I just, I th- first of all, I think that it's absolutely bananas uh, that we had to wait this long for Jeffrey Lurie, uh, the front office, for all the scouting department to really hone in on the fact that, hey, these Alabama players, there's something to them, man. Pretty like, we, 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 we should maybe uh, look into them a little bit more often. I mean, yeah. obviously, like Devontae Smith, he was one of the top 
um, wide receivers coming out in his own draft. He was breaking records at Alabama, which, I mean, that's a historically um, incredible football school. And for to be able to break records there, it just shows what an incredible athlete he is. But I think one thing that really needs to be nailed down about Devontae Smith is what we were told prior to the draft. And that was that he's not he's too small and he's not going to be able to stay healthy. My man played every game last year. He's he's durable. He uh, he knows how to avoid a big hit. Knock on wood. Uh, he knows how to avoid a big hit. He knows how to maneuver his body as he's going down, so he can avoid getting whacked. And that is that's something I feel like that you can't necessarily teach. That's something that you just kind of come into the league with a natural um, intuition of knowing how to do. And uh, he's really good at it. And I think that that is going. He's going to be. And an all-time eagle, bro. He's he's gonna be that dude, all time, Oof. dude. But we're yeah, going into we're yeah. going into year two with uh, Devontae. So I mean, it's it's uh it's it's gonna be pretty interesting. I mean, he really he really balled out last year on his rookie year, and going into you know his sophomore year in the league, it's it's gonna be big. I mean, a lot of people uh always have doubts when it comes to the sophomore year, but I don't know with this kid, man. I think he's just gonna just keep on going with that trend. He's going to stay hot. He's going to stay focused. You know what I mean? He's hungry every play. Uh, so I think he's really going to be that threat. Um, I know we went ahead and labeled his as the number one, and I'm with you, girl. This this is my number one receiver, regardless if we brought A.J. Brown in here. This guy, you know, this kid is uh, he's the highlight of the team, man, and he showed that last year, and I think he's really going to go ahead and carry that on into this up- upcoming season. So I'm ready to see him go to work just as well. Yeah, I mean, for me, A.J. Brown's the number one. He's the dude that people are going to, like, really focus the defense around it just is what it is Mm -hmm. but in the end of the day Devontae Smith I mean because he's a route running savant I worry less about the big hits because he understands how to get himself open like you said if he understands how to like maneuver in space and he's a beast and even at his softball game I feel like he was a little bit bigger like the legs looked a little bit chunkier like the shoulders was up a little bit I'm like okay he might weigh like 175 now he probably looked up so you know (laughs) I'm just excited just to see that that leap in year two like prime said a lot of times people expect that sophomore slump i think because all of these tools got added around them and i think because jalen's in his second full year in the system that you'll be able to see this offense take a step forward um really with Devonte, not necessarily leading the pack but definitely 1a 1b um with the next dude that we're going to talk about I also, before we get off the topic of Devontae, I just want to kind of build off of what you were saying of, of him being a route technician, but also an extremely intelligent football player. Oh, heck yeah. Like, like that, like he knows the game of football. He's yeah. high, uh, one of the higher intelligence guys that's out there on the field. And yeah. uh, I think that all plays a factor in his excellence. Yeah. Excellence. You talk about excellence. Uh, I think a feeling of excellence was happening on draft night as we all looked around and found out the Eagles traded one of their first-round picks for A.J. Brown. Now, talk about a big dog to add to a, a mix. Uh, I, it's like, is that meme where the guy has the has the frying pan and he puts the too much grease in it, too much, and, and the flames yeah. are going off? <laughs> Once Howie added that into the pot, I was like, as an Eagle fan, if you weren't excited, I don't know what is wrong with y'all. But A.J. Brown, I think he, he brings the uh, – the muscle to the party. I think when you're looking for if you're looking for, if you're looking for a bouncer, uh, he he's your guy. He's a he's your guy. He's the guy that's going to uh, throw people out the club. He's the uh, he's the prime of the uh, group. 
I say he's the primo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think uh, he's going to be a reliable threat uh, in these RPOs. You talk about those slants, uh, bodying out some of these DBs uh, down by the end zone. I think he's going to be uh, – there's going to be so many weapons, but I think A.J. Brown is going to be a guy that, you know, also gets yak. I think he what he had the most yards. Um, what is that? Catch. Yep. Like four, averaging four yards on, on that. Um, so lead leading the NFL in that category, but I think AJ Brown, he, he's a guy that the expectations are high. Uh, he he got his money. I think he's going to be one of the biggest and toughest wide receivers we've had since Terrell Owens. I completely agree with you. That that's the first name that came to mind for me as well. And uh, dude, AJ AJ Brown, like a few years ago, we were hy- like hyper focused in our draft, and we all all we went after is speed. I believe that was the Rager draft when we got uh, was that Hightower and Quez and Rager all in the same draft. I believe yeah. yep. that was that was the speed draft, and that, that's the only thing they were focused on was we're trying to get the fastest guys on this team. We're trying to build the fastest roster in the NFL. Yeah. And on paper, I guess that sounds like a strategy worth pursuing, but honestly, it didn't work out, and we we were just dying for years or as fans to get a physical wide receiver in here. And now we don't just have a physical wide receiver. We have one of the top flight physical wide receivers in the NFL. And dude, he, he is going, he's going to eat again. And like him and Devante obviously are going to work off of each other where they're, they're both going to take pressure off of each other. Having a wide receiver one a and one B is a privilege. I'm not sure Eagles fans are ready for. I mean, bro, it's you, you guys say he's like the primo of the Eagles. That's cool, man. That's a compliment because, yes, that dude yes. is a beast. I seen seen that boy straight up live at that softball game, seeing the built on him. Jack. I'm like, yo, I haven't seen, you know, like you guys said, I haven't seen this since T.O., man. And yeah. I was ecstatic. It took it took some time for it to, like, sink in because the day of the draft, I'm going to be honest with you, when it happened, it really wasn't too, too thrilled about it at that time because I wanted a Kobe Dean, you know, at that time. But at the end of it all, when we still got N'Kobe Dean, it was just like, all right, now I got to focus on what this A.J. Brown is all about. And I did my homework, you know, and you guys helping me out, getting me to understand what he was all about and seeing him. And it was just like, holy shit. Like, it's it's time, man. Like, so the dude, I mean, he's running a 4'4", 250 pounds, what, 225 pounds, I'm sorry. Like, he's a beast. Like, he's killing it, man. So having that on the squad, yo. This this dude is ready to go ahead and do some damage, man, and I, I can't wait. Yeah. Matt, I I would say that Deshaun and Devontae have probably comparable speed, but if we're talking about Macklin and AJ Brown being comparably physical, yeah, I physical would not skill set is very different. Very different. Yeah, and I mean Jackson was more of a burner than Devontae. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, Devontae yeah, no, totally. is a more nuanced. He's more route technical runner. rat runner. Yeah. Right. Um, as far as like AJ Brown. I think one of the things that is really slept on with him is his route running right that like when i went and looked at his film and like did the article for the the site um i was really impressed by his ability to get open but also his ability to just be tough as nails to bring to the ground and i think for us that's a big piece that we have not had you mentioned to but even he's even um, he's more in that debo samuels lane of like get the ball in his hands and becomes a running back. Like T.O. wasn't really built the same way, right? That like, you know, A.J. Brown's a little bit shorter to the ground, a little bit stockier. And so, you know, when he gets his hands on the ball, man, that run after catchability um, is really 
it's going to add such a huge element to the offense. I think that it's also one of those things where like Jalen can play some backyard football with him, right? That like, it doesn't have to be precise. It doesn't have to be concise. That when those times when the pocket breaks down, Hurst has to roll left, Hurst has to roll right. And he's looking, you know, keeping those eyes downfield. He sees AJ Brown, hit him, go. AJ could take it from anywhere on the field. And so just excited, man, you know, 1A, 1B. It's been a while. I think the, the closest comparison, of course, will be that D-Jax, Macklin, in my opinion, I think that A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith have an opportunity to be better football players 100%. than D.Jax and Jeremy Macklin. And that's no um, knock on them. No, like, not a knock at all. Yeah. I love I love Jack. You know, I love Macklin for what they brought to this city. But for me, those two players are better than what Macklin and D.Jax sort of what their what their ceilings were. And, I'm you know, D.Jax 11,000 yard receiver. So that's saying a lot. But honestly, I think, you know, Hearn, uh, to your point earlier, Devontae Smith could break records for the Eagles if he stays here long enough, right? That like mm-hmm. his ability to make plays consistently uh, could lead to a lot of really great things on and off the field. But yeah, A.J. Brown, I'm through the roof, excited. Can't wait. I got Jalen Hurts as my keeper in fantasy. So nice. I'm just geeked up. I'm trying to figure out how I get my hands on A.J. Brown um, or keep Devontae, whatever. But Yo, A.J. He, Brown even, is going to go stupid, man. Even with um... – Jalen Hurts, like not have like having you know a, a middle of the run kind of uh, season as a fantasy player, dude. He oh, he's he gets one. numbers, bro. He gets numbers. He's he's, he's top. He's yeah. top five QB in fantasy because mm-hmm. he's he's gonna get those running scores and touchdowns. But this oh. ain't the fantasy football podcast. I don't no. mean to derail us. <laughs> um, but yeah, excited about AJ Brown for sure. Yeah, bringing up bringing up the, not not the rear, but I mean he's a, he's a guy that you know they they hinted at being a wide maybe. wide receiver yes, uh, too. Uh, uh, they're talking about him being a, a wide receiver too, but yeah, and he, he, in my heart he was kind of a wide receiver three. Uh, Quez Watkins, I feel like Quez Watkins is a guy who's shown and proved. You talking about being a day three guy and, and having the ability to work his way not only on a 53-man roster, but having an opportunity to start. So from that aspect, you like his growth. Uh, I think the uh, the mental in his uh, in terms of uh, Quez Watkins, I think he, he, he grew as a, as a person. Yeah. You talk about that relationship that he had with Jalen Hurts that was off the field that translated to on the field. Mm-hmm. I, think, uh, I think Quez Watkins has an opportunity to grow. They say the third year is always the best for wide receivers. And I think Quez Watkins has a chance, only 23 years old. Uh, I, I think, you know, talk about that speedster and a guy who showed up, a guy who's consistently made plays. Like mm-hmm. this is something we've asked for from Jalen Rager. If we're, we're going to um, put them up against each other, it's something you wanted from Jalen Rager is just be consistent. Quez Watkins has been very consistent making uh, big plays. Your I mean, feelings I, on Quez? I, th- I think Quez, and I, I hate to keep using the same terms, but I, I really think that Quez is going to go crazy this year, man. I really do. It's just yeah. based on the fact that, like, if you think about with um, Devontae and A.J. Brown lining up on opposite sides of the field, Quez in the slot, and if if they're both – if both of the outside wide receivers are going on crossing routes, he could sneak right behind those safeties, bro. He's got the Jets to be able to do it. And he can pop off some big plays, man. We've seen it before. Yeah. Didn't he have the longest play from scrimmage last year? It was like 94 yards or something like that. And got like, ran down, which is wild. Yeah, it is wild. <laughs> but he does have the Jets, man. He does yep. He does have uh, the ability to get there. His route tree isn't crazy. Um, but yep. for what 
he brings to the table as a slot receiver, as a third option. I, honestly, as a fourth option, if you consider Dallas Goddard, yeah. I, I, he's he's exactly what we need. Yeah. Muted Primo. My bad, my bad. Uh, <laughs> you know, going off of what you had mentioned earlier about um, the fact that he's now in the position, the third wide receiver of the squad, you know what I mean? The, the attention that Smith and A.J. Brown is definitely going to go ahead and grab um, it's going to take a lot off of him. So he's going to kind of put him more in like in a comfort zone. So I'm looking forward to seeing him being, you know, being open on a lot of plays, you know what I mean? Because of the attention that Smith and, and Brown are going to end up having on themselves. So like, I think this year is definitely going to be a big year for him to go ahead and open up and make those big plays that we were kind of expecting from him last year, you know, due to the circumstances. But now, you know, the way the wide receiver game is set up after all those, you know, players we're seeing there, you know, it's bound for him to go ahead and have that uh, explosive year, man. So I think, you know, this year is going to be big for him. Yeah, I mean, Quez made a huge jump from year one to year two. I mean, going from seven catches to 106 yards and a touchdown as a rookie to 43 catches for 647 yards, right? And, like, legitimate long speed, almost a 70% catch percentage. Like, he really showed what he was capable of. I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm just going to throw this out here and see what happens. I actually – in my opinion, I think you line Quez up as the X because he's six foot, almost 200. You let Devontae run as the Z and you put A.J. Brown in the slot and going crazy. Because mm. how are you going to stop A.J. Brown and Dallas Goddard in the middle of the field? I don't think you can, right? I think that, like, you sort of minimize some of Quez's best traits by putting him in the slot because he's not really a two-way go kind of dude, right? That like, he's somebody that legitimately can run by folks run deep posts, run deep slants, right? Like get open flag routes. And so I would prefer to have him outside and put AJ Brown in a slot who is definitely somebody that has more experience with those two-way goals, has a better understanding of how to operate in space than I think Quez does at this point in his career. But realistically, I look at all three of those wide receivers as interchangeable where you can really put Devontae in a slot and Quez and AJ Brown outside. Either way, it's exciting. Um, and I'm really I think Quez gives us another five to six hundred yard campaign mm-hmm. um, and really becomes that field stretcher. I think he compares more. He compares <laughs> exactly straight nine routes. But, he, hey, he know what he does. Well, he does it well. But, you know, I think he compares better to Deshaun Jackson, right, to D Jackson, like what he offers the offense with that ability to keep that deep safety honest. So yes. you got to have that that person all the way back playing that deep you know, deep third, um, it gives you so much that you can do underneath. And yeah, I mean, again, so this is like, if I'm an offensive coordinator or offensive coach, like I am not sleeping because I'm drawing up the most bananas plays and concepts that I could come up with because you have dudes that just can do it all. So yeah, we three wide receivers in and I'm already over here sweating like, (laughs) yo, I'm geeked up, bro. Well, I gotta gotta ask you this because I don't know how much time we'll have before Prime comes back. I know know this will definitely get his attention if he's by the computer. Is there, we've had some time. Time heals all wounds. Uh Is there any possible way Jalen Rager can ball out in this camp and pressure Quez Watkins for that spot? I don't think so. I think if I'm going to be real, I think Jalen Rager is better suited in a different running back position. (laughs) I think I think before you trade him and give up on him completely, you move him over into that running back room to see what he can offer. Because in the end of the day, like when he gets his hands on the ball, he can do some special things with it. It's just been him being inconsistent with catching and 
we know his special teams worries. But for me, exactly, it's it's all of that. I think that if you go back to his TCU days and you looked at him taking traditional handoffs as like a running back, mm-hmm. he was getting right. And he has a really good understanding of space and like how to maneuver in space as a ball carrier. And the so, wide back is an evolving position in the NFL. Yeah, listen, is is a space for that hybrid sort of role. Mm-hmm. I don't think he pushes Quez. Quez already showed what he can do. I think Quez would have to get hurt or Quez would have to really like fall all the way off right. for Jalen Rager to be able to jump him. But like, I mean, dude, so I, I'm just curious. I, we're about to get to Jalen Rager. Go ahead, Kim. I got, no, no, I got I'm, plenty to say. <laughs> I mean, well, since you guys started talking about him, we'll go. We'll go with uh, Jalen Rager, and I feel like he's a guy that you know he he's <laughs> he was drafted in the first round for for a reason in that traits there's traits that he showed that got him drafted in the first first round the fact that um the fact that you know he's had an opportunity um he's he's had multiple opportunities the the fact that mentally you know i'm not sure if he's there yet i I, like you talk about you know watching devante smith come in just you know that that's what a first round wide receiver looks like mentally uh very confident in this game there's no there's there's no there's no uh there's no there's no line that like Jalen Rager has not lived up to the hype and the fact right. that we're 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 in a I call it a Nelson Aguilar zone where the pressure is off his back <laughs> no one's expecting anything from man's <laughs> um it, is is this where you like some people when they have the pressure on them they don't succeed, but when you you throw them out in the alley with the cats, and you're out there, <laughs> the, we don't expect nothing. Throw them in the alley with the cats. <laughs> like, <laughs> do, does he does he have his does he have his breakout moment when no one expects it? You know what I mean? Like, because if, if you saw the oh, season man. that if you saw the season that Nelson Aguilar had, where he, yeah. he was you're just five? completely, completely the just like in his head. Would you imagine that dude would show up in a Super Bowl and give you the game that he gave you? So, again, is he in the Nelson Aguilar zone? I don't know. I don't all, know. all respect. Listen, I, I want to say this with as much respect to our people that brought Super Bowl championships to Philadelphia, but neither one of them realistically are first round talents. Aguilar or Rager? Yeah, neither one of them are. I don't know, bro. Do I mean, he- in hindsight. But I think coming yeah, out I'm of saying college, as their careers think, have played out, they haven't lived up to first round wide receivers. Well, yeah. Right. yeah. <sighs> I, mean, I thought I, you meant coming out in the draft. I was like, no, 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 no. I mean, coming out in the draft, that that it is. You you can only go off of what they did in college, in college and what they yeah. did in you know their pro days and at the yeah. combine. Which yeah. obviously Jalen Rager, he jumped out of the gym. His vertical was insane. Yeah. His forty was great. Like the measurables were there, dude. It's just yeah. a matter of putting it all together on the football field, which he struggled to do. And like the fact that I feel like as an Eagles fan, as a fan base, right, we just continually, I don't want to say get duped, but like the whole video versus the Patriots last year in the open practices where he goes up and he's got the one handed catch and it's yeah. freaking the summer, dude. It's July. And, and we're sitting there and we're frothing at the mouth. Jalen Rager's gonna have the best season ever. I said it myself. I thought like he was gonna them. be what, like with the best wide receiver last year. 
Man, hey, listen, I got egg on my face. What can I say? I, it's, it's like the Ben Simmons open gym jump shot video yeah, the, for the, like the 16 straight yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't but, equate to much. I mean, the, but the funny thing is that you, how can you, you not think get of, geek as a fan? Well, when you think about <laughs> when you when you think about uh, what what he showed in that first game, he scores a touchdown in the first game, right? He's right. he's 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 actually you know he's, he's making some plays, and then the what's that the uh, 49ers game when he steps out of bounds. Mm. He catches a touchdown. You're like, that could have been a game. Like, first game touchdown, second game touchdown. (laughs) And, yeah. yeah. What was that? He had the drop against on the goal line. Like, it's just, you know, there were a lot of close calls. I know, Primo, you up, though, bro. Listen, man, y'all can skip me on this one. I'm cool. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I'm just going to step up, bro. This is year year three. Step up. You know, I mean, there ain't no more excuses now. You got you yeah. got a, a bunch of talent that's surrounding you. You know, what I mean, you want to you want to go in there with the mentality of being better than these guys. You know, what I mean, like we could go back a couple episodes on the, you know, the back and forth with Gail and Evan about, you know, having that that backup being with the mentality. You got plenty of you got plenty of talent around you. There are no more excuses, man. I checked out last year. So, you know, what I mean, I, at the end of the day, I don't make the decision. You're still on the squad. OK. You know, it is what it is, but step up. That's all I'm going to say. Just step up, man. Prime, what what was the game last year where me, you, and Gail were all at the game, and we just, me and you just looked at each other? What was that first, the Giants? Me and you just looked at each other and were like, yeah, yeah so this I, is it, man. This is, I can't, can't do it anymore. <laughs> it was the Giants game. Yes, it was. I, 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 yes, I tried it was. to. I was done. I mean, I was He had a couple more. He had a couple games. He had a couple good games after that that Gail was really trying to, work me back onto you know what i mean <laughs> but i was like nah bro it ain't happening i'm done i'm done blue meanie <laughs> with, with a hell of a comparison here talking about the rager yeah. one-handed catch versus, versus the patriots practice with sam bradford's perfect <laughs> preseason game versus green bay i mean for yeah. me rager can't like it, it doesn't get any lower right they're like you can't get any lower and i think he's also fortunate to be on the same team as jay jaw so like they it's, it's <laughs> it isn't just him catching flack it's also jay yeah. john so like yeah. they're both simultaneously getting slandered all throughout social media my thing with rager is like yo shut up and play ball homie and i usually don't say that because i i understand that athletes are human beings and like they have these dynamic personalities and are interested in a lot of stuff hey yo miss me with all of the posts on social media talking about nonsense like go play some football dog or don't go play football and be a social media, you know, influencer. But like you, you straddling the line and doing neither of them very well. And then your pops is upset that like people are getting at you. But yo, you gotta play ball, bro. That like you were taken for a very specific role and you're getting outplayed by a sixth round pick. You're getting outplayed by a sixth round draft pick right now. That we're sitting here saying you can't beat out a sixth round pick for the third wide receiver spot. That says a lot about how you're perceived and how you've played to this point. But in the end of the day, I mean, Jalen Rager has all of the prerequisite skills to be successful in the NFL. It's between the ears as it is with most people. If he can't comprehend it, if he's not willing to put the work in, not saying that he doesn't work hard. I'm sure he does. But he's not doing something correctly because it's not translating to game day. It's not translating to practice. I'm not willing to give up on him. I mean, I, I have high hopes for any young brother out here trying to do something with his life. But in the end of the day, we all know that football is a business. Um, and the bottom line is production. And if you're not producing, then you got to go. 
And so if it isn't Eagles football any longer, I hope that he's able to like find a team that, you know, brings him in and works with him. But the Eagles have given him every opportunity to be successful. Um, and, you know, he has not capitalized as of yet. Now, we know that uh, two of his friends had passed last season. I know it mentally off the field. He was dealing with some challenges. I think, uh, you know, the team, the teammates have you know rallied around him and supported yeah. him. I feel like uh, the fan base, you know, as he he's been going through these uh, last his last his friend from uh, Gladney had passed away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he was he was uh, I think you know the fan base was very supportive of that. Um, I just think it, it, it's for, it's really really about his mental and in yeah. NFL. I think you know talking to Jason Jason Avant one time he was just talking the difference be, between becoming that professional and getting to that next level. You know you're talking about Jason Avant who worked his way into be, be becoming a, a, a player and a reliable person it was doing the little things and if yep. you can't do the little things yep. to get you on the field then as a pro i think you know that's what it is and talk about doing the little things to get you on the field a guy who is completely um you know against all odds um a guy who played quarterback in college a guy who was on the practice squad a guy who's you know back to back practice squad uh, you know, standout uh, profi- uh, wide receiver profile for Greg Ward, a guy who's a, a jack of all trades, maybe not a master of much, but you talk about a guy who is a depth piece, gives you versatility, emergency quarterback, uh, you know, reliable catcher uh, on, on third down. He led the league, led the Eagles squad a year ago in, in third down catches. Um, Greg Ward is a guy to me, you know, I, this is, this could be his, um, he, he's got some, he's got some competition. Like uh, I'm talking about, you know, Greg Ward, a guy who, uh, coming up with some big catches over his, his career here in the last, the last couple of seasons, he's a, he's a guy who's been steady Eddie, but he, when you're talking about building the roster for the future, you want to get younger, you want to, you want to bring in someone who, can you know potentially not just be i i do i'm not gonna call him basic because that's that's kind of disrespectful that's it's kind of disrespectful but i think he's 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 your average wide receiver but i think when from a coach's perspective if you're looking at a guy like who gives you versatility yeah. can be a punt return punt returner if you want um he, he does a lot of things and that's that's what you do as a wide receiver four or five you do a lot of things and I think he's a guy that does it. I th- How is he only 26? I do. Like, that was the, I that was, I the same like thought, 32 too. years old, bro. I like Greg Ward. <laughs> <laughs> the, the way he's been on this squad, you would think he's like 32, 32. Well, I mean, the, the years that he's been a part of the squad, it's been some long years. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> That's facts. what I'm saying. All good years, man. Damn, um, 26. No, but I mean, Gre- Greg Ward is a guy. Greg Ward's a guy yeah. that I really think that a lot of these Eagles wide receivers can take something away from him, man. Uh, specifically, we were just talking about Jalen Rager. Jalen Rager was a first-round pick, like, like how you said. Greg Ward went UDFA, and the, my man showed up, and he put in the work in a time when yeah. we needed him to put in the work. Yeah. And he is, honestly, every everyone in this city, we're, we're, this isn't a stupid sports city. We know that Greg Ward realistically probably isn't going to make the team this year. It's It's a long shot. He could, but it's a long shot. But this t- this town fucking loves him, dude. 
Yeah. Greg, Greg, Greg Ward is adored in this city, and it's because he gave us all he got, and that's all we ask for as Philadelphia yeah. athletes. He came, and he gave everything that he got. Yeah. And I, for that, I, I wish him the best of luck in his career if it, if it doesn't continue to be here. Yeah, Bro, you couldn't have said it any better. I mean, yeah. just, just to keep it short and simple, I'm going to tell you this. If there's anybody to go ahead and look up to, Jalen Reger should be looking up to this kid right here. Absolutely. He's, he's, he has not given up. He's come in here every year and has really pushed it to make this squad. He's been on the yeah. practice squad. He's been on the actual roster. He's been back to the Special practice teams. squad, back to the roster. He's been back and forth. But you know what? At the end of the day, his mentality was to never give up. You know what yeah. I mean? He put all the bullshit to the side and did whatever he had to do to go ahead and be on the squad. He is the jack of all trades, man, because, you know what I mean? He'll fill in wherever we need him to fill into. And, and yeah. like, he's proven that in the past three years. You know, he did his thing with, you know, I'm not going to mention the name because I don't want Mal to get bothered. Yeah, but sure, sure, he sure, did sure, his sure. thing with him. And, you know, I mean, then he came in to still, you know, play that role on, on the squad for the you know past couple seasons. So it's like, yo, this dude never gives up. And that's the type of mentality that, you know, I wish Jalen would have. He needs yeah. to feed off of that. And he needs to realize, you know, what I mean, look up to, to Greg Ward. If Greg could do it. Jalen could do it, you know what I mean? So that, that that's a perfect person to feed off of. But Greg Ward, man, you know what I mean? Mad respect to him. And it's like Evan said, if he doesn't make the squad, and there's a possibility that might be the case with all the Robbie series we had this season, listen, man, I wish that dude nothing but the best, you know what I mean? Because, yo, he definitely he definitely earned the respect from all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt, man. I think with Greg Ward and Zach Pascal, two players that Jalen Rager just needs to attach himself to, like tether himself to them, <laughs> Because these are two dudes that legitimately grinded and stuck in the NFL against all odds. And they did it because of what Gail mentioned before. They do the little things right. Right. Like they get in practice, they go full tilt. It's 100 percent. Right. Like they're not taking plays off. They're not taking downs off every opportunity that they get. They take advantage of it. And so, yeah, mad love for Greg Ward. Um, I'm awesome. Like, if he doesn't make the team, yo, flip him over to the coaching side because I think that he'll make a heck of a coach, Yeah. uh, especially, like, a heck of a positional coach. Plus, he played quarterback, too. So, you know, I think that he has, like, a viewpoint on offense that's really unique. But in the end of the day, um, I don't know that Greg Ward makes the team just because there is so much depth and there is so much youth that I don't know – He's, he's not the best. He's not the best slot receiver. He's not the best returner. He's not the best outside guy, right? They're like there are people that are better at each of those spots. So curious to see how hard he goes in camp. But yeah, just to echo the sentiment, like Greg Ward, man, nothing but love to him and, and nothing but respect for somebody that came in and just earned his spot. Now moving on, you talk about earning the spot. I think uh Zach Pascal, a guy. Did I spell his name right? Is there H in there? No, <laughs> just no, just. I, I mean, you're I, a little bit late to be asking about it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't disrespect <laughs> man's, but uh, Zach Pascal, you talk about a reliable, reliable person. Uh, Zach yeah. Pascal has been that. Uh, he's a guy that uh worked his way onto uh you know into a role in, yeah. at at, uh, it, at Indianapolis. You talk about um a guy who, you know. You know, we talk about that JJ role. Like, why is he here? Because he can block. Uh, he's a guy who can block. Uh, we talk about a big body target. Um, we're talking about an upgrade from JJ. So, now if you're back end of the wide receiver depth chart, is a guy who can do with another guy who's a jack of all trades. Uh, is he a master of non? He's in that in in that ilk. But uh, he's a guy. He's reliable. He's a guy that, um, first of all, 
is a favorite of Sirianni. Sirianni says, uh, if my, my kid could be a football player, I'd model his game after Zach Pascal because he does all the little things. We talked about all the, the nuances that Sirianni wants from his wide receivers in practice, what are the practice habits, whether toe tap, dragon, like you see him in, in, in some of those practices that we were able to attend where he's, he's hammering home the small parts of the game that some of these younger wide receivers like, you know, Rager and, and Hightower were trying to grasp last season in camp. You know, th- these are the kind of things that you, you expect from your wideouts. And he's a favorite of of, of uh, Sirianna. So does that make him a lock is the question. Lock is a strong word, but the fact that he has the connection with the head coach, that, that's a huge thing right there. Um, and if we're talking about a guy that is coming in here, like we need a blocking wide receiver. That's something that we've leaned on in the, uh, in the past few years, whether that was something that we wanted or was something that we kind of just had our arm <laughs> twisted into. Uh, but as far as like, if he is replacing J jaws role, yeah, that's an upgrade. And that, that's the only way I'll look at it. Yeah. I think Zach Pascal is a more, more of a, actual wide receiver than Jay Joel is. I think that Jay Joel is just an offensive lineman in a wide receiver's body. And, you know, there's, there's not much. That That's a do. terrible competition. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, so, but my bad, my bad. No, no, I, mean, I was pretty much done. <laughs> I mean, like at the end of the day, we went after him for a reason. Uh, yeah. You know, he has, he has ties with Sirianni. Uh, he's not the flashiest player. Um, you know, for what I read on him, you know, I mean, he is definitely one of those situational players that, you know, we, we kind of lacked in the past couple of seasons. Uh, you know, we definitely had high, well, <laughs> a lot of people might have high hopes for JJ, but you know, he definitely has proven himself. They brought him in to go ahead and block. He, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing he's a big, you know, key blocker, you know, so I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, when it comes down to these third down conversions or, you know, the end zone plays to see what, you know, Zach is going to go ahead and bring to the table. Um, other than that, you know, I mean, Hey, it is what it is. I'm just, let's see what he can go ahead and do. Yeah. I mean, I think Zach Pasco makes the team. Um, Sirianni spoke at length about the importance of having somebody like Zach Pascal not only in a wide receiver room but out on the field to be able to help to like get guys in the right position. He understands the offense really, really thoroughly, and so like he'll also be able to just help even Jalen Hurts, you know, kind of make some of those in game adjustments. So I think he makes the team. I think he's a decent wide receiver four. I think he's an incredible wide receiver five, and so you know, he's also somebody that has proven that he could play in the league. You know, he has, what, two years uh, His in 19 and 20. He went for over 600 yards receiving. So he definitely showed that he can fill in and, and, and spot duty where necessary. Um, and, yeah, you absolutely need wide receivers that can block, especially in the offense that we had last year that was very run-heavy, where you can just have four wideouts out there. I mean, A.J. Brown can block, Zach Pascal can block. If you split and out got her into the flex, right? Then like you have four dudes out there that can block. So it doesn't have to necessarily only mean you pass the ball from those sets, right? That like it just gives you again flexibility, versatility, which I think is what Howie and the Eagles are really looking for. And, and a lot of the free agent signings that they did and the, the draft picks is versatility, guys that can do a number of different things just so that their offense or defense doesn't become predictable. Um, and just gives them an opportunity to really mix things up. So yeah, excited about Zach Pascal. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. You know, like he's also a former teammate of uh, of uh, 
our, our long snapper Rick Lovato over at Old Dominion. Um, but at the at, at the end of the day, like when I when I make the graphics here, I only made a certain amount of graphics because I I I felt that that is the penciled in uh, guys right now. So I mean, looking at the guys that are really battling and trying to make a uh, make this roster, I think you know the guys that we're going to bring up now. Um, Let's see. We'll go through here. Um, let's see. We talk about uh, yeah. Let's 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 talk about. I'm 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 gonna go I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Britain Cup Cubby. Oh. because uh, we're talking about how do you make this roster, especially with the guys that I just mentioned, uh, who have um, when you talk about a Britain Britain Cubby guy who's five eight one seventy three. Uh, you make your team and make you make the team. You make your mark on special teams. He's yeah. a guy who at Utah was part of designing the returns. Like the fact that, that the team is that, or the special teams coach is that, uh, you know, adamant about letting you be involved in how the the, the kick returns are set up or the wide receipt, uh, the punt returns are set up. He's a guy who's really honed into his craft. And I think, that's a guy who I'm, you know, he, he is he the Paul Turner of the group where I'm like rooting for him to succeed. Uh, his his grandfather wrote the book, like the seven steps of like successful people or something like he, he's a guy from a leadership standpoint, has all those intangibles you like. But I think Britton Covey is the guy um, I'm excited to see. Um, what do you guys think about Britton? Listen, uh, I I, th- I have been uh, loving what I've been hearing out of camp about Britton Covey, how it seems like he is an absolute specialist when it comes to this. But I can't help but notice on that graphic that you just showed that he also was the shortest guy on that list. And I know how Yo, Gail loves and he's twenty five, bro. Gail loves the short kings. Is that is there bias there? No. Well, <laughs> I, he 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 also uh, he did a, he did a mission down in South America. Yeah, uh, of that's course. cool. No, but uh, no, but for real, like I, that jokes aside, um, obviously his speed is off the charts. And like w- when you have a guy that just hones in on like, um, I obviously I don't want to compare him to the greatest returner of all time and Devin Hester, but Devin Hester was a guy that he really as a wide receiver never really panned out. He He had a few plays that he popped off, but ultimately he was an elite returner. And that's pretty much where his game came to an end. Britton Covey, as far as a mentality, I feel like he's entering the league with the same sort of mindset where he's, I don't know if he's entirely even focused on the whole wide receiver aspect of his game as much as he is in just building and trying to be the best return that he possibly can be. So, um, yeah, if there's a, if there's an open roster spot for that, I think 100% you gotta, you gotta do that. But you also have to weigh the factor of like, can you, should you also, instead of a Britton Covey, have a guy on here that can contribute from a wide receiver role in case, you know, there's a depth issue later in the season. Well, they said he's been hard to cover and uh, Adam Kaplan backed that up. I know um, I actually um, met Merrill Reese came out and backed that up again recently. So he, he's Derek Gunn had mentioned it as well. So he is turning some heads in camp. So I'm, I'm not saying that like he's, the be all to end all, but I he, he just keeps getting mentioned. So, Primo, you on mute? Now his mic works, bro. <laughs> My bad, man. I'm just I'm trying to I'm trying to you know multitask. I got these kids got running you. upstairs. I didn't want you. daddy. Um, daddy, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
So look, man, just to keep it plain and simple, um, I'm I'm all about you know these these white American football players that are on the squad. <laughs> I, I am, I am, especially with the, especially with the speed. You sure you're bro? not a New England Patriots fan? <laughs> I'm just I'm just players. saying I'm just saying though, like I'm the way the, the speed, the way these boys got, man. Like I I'm yo I'm always looking forward there, to seeing. Huh? Man, look, I'm always looking oh, forward to seeing you like that. to the table. No, you definitely ain't moving like that. I'm definitely looking forward <laughs> to seeing what this boy is bringing to the table. I mean, look, if he has a chance to make this squad because of his speed and and he definitely, uh, you know, puts, uh, you know, some some serious stats out there or like, you know, some, damn, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, uh, in addition to what we got going on, hey, look, I, I'm, I'm all about it. You know what I mean? I'll definitely go ahead and uh, I'll, I'll be rooting for him, man, to see, what, you know, what he's all about. I mean, look. Patriots, Edelman, Wes Walker, uh, BB-8, you know what I mean? Like, yo, those guys, they, they they got speed. So when you hear, you know what I mean, that guy being on your squad, that little white guy, you know what I mean, that's got that speed, hey, I'm all about you just ra- you, you just racially profile him? Nah, Are we sponsored by the Proud Boys today? What's going on? Chill, 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 chill. I will, I will disconnect. <laughs> I will disconnect immediately. Um, nah, I, I, so Britt and Kobe, to me, First, I like the fact that he's laser focused in on making the team via special teams. We have a need there, right? So we don't have somebody that's like out in the lead right now for kickoff or punt return duty. Um, Gail, that the YouTube that you were talking about where he was breaking down his best plays as a kick returner and punt returner. I mean, I was just impressed at how well he understood blocking schemes, how to set up blocks two-way goals, like all of the things that you really need to know to be good at that role, he has that clearly. Um, I think for him and Devin Allen, who's 27, that like they have to hit the ground running literally and figuratively. They don't have the same wiggle room that's afforded a Rager or afforded a J-Jaw because they're a little bit older. So, you know, if I'm choosing Greg Ward, 26, Britton Covey, 25, Devin Allen, 27, I might lean Greg Ward because he's familiar with the system. He's been in the NFL for a while. And so, you know, for Greg Ward or, or Zach Pascoe to get knocked off, it's going to take a hell of an effort by one of these young dudes. Um, I think Covey, you know, could play wide receiver too. I really want to see what he does with the pad zone versus NFL talent. You know, he showed out versus Oregon. He showed out versus USC. Like he has some really good games um, in college against high profile programs so you know he could play ball but the nfl is a whole different ball game man so just curious to see what he can do in, oh, in the preseason well let's talk about that mental aspect i think that's what i think he brings that that level of uh just he's, he seems he seems very um laser focused and yeah. me and matt were talking about the fact that you know <laughs> you know his, his his uh father they had in high school what they hired the punter from what school was that um, Utah or so, uh, no, B- no. BYU, BYU. A punter, and uh, to, to, he would kick. He would put, he would catch like forty punts a day, uh, just at home. Like he's mm-hmm. that. That's the kind of thing that's like, you know, separate. We're talking about doing little things. Um, <laughs> doing doing little things, doing little things. Um, uh, moving right like, along. I want I want to I want to talk about Devin Allen real quick. And like I'm just like yeah. looking at. I know that he hasn't played football since 2016 and that was at the college level. And it was also like, guys, it was four receptions in 2016, nine receptions in 2015. 
He had 41 his freshman year in 2014. Like, is this just an off-season story? Like, let, let's be real here. Like, he, he had four receptions had in-, in 2016. Is he a viable no. NFL wide receiver? Well, he had, he had injuries, so that's why. Um, but I, I felt like – Six years ago was the last time he played at a – No, what, no you're, well, you're talking about the stats. I'm telling you why that he – like, he had he dealt with, like, injuries. So, I, I felt like, you know, he's a guy who – we all, everyone knew he was going to be a track star. It's like, for years he's been, uh, you know, gearing up to be that Olympian. So, like, everyone pretty much knew he was going to be a track star. I think uh, now that he's – I don't know. Like it's it's kind of interesting to see him. Like, is he dialed in? Is he is he? But also, like, this is what teams do. Like, I don't I don't know. Like, there's these feel good stories that you do bring in. It brings you exposure. You have Olympian. You're getting the Eagles talked about on every single damn thing. Like, okay, it, but like it, that, it, it, it is what it is. It, it's like that's also like saying let's bring in Tim Tebow to town because it, it creates publicity. Like. Okay. But they feel, te- you, teams I do feel like that. I, feel I like know they do. That, I don't, but I don't understand it. I, I feel like with Devin Allen, though, he has legitimate world-class speed. For so sure. I get why you would take a lottery ticket on that, right? But, like, get him in the camp. If he can even show any inkling of hanging in the NFL, you potentially practice squad him just to give him a little bit of time to, like, get better acclimated to the league. I think the tough part for Devin Allen is that he's 27. So, like, if he was doing this at 24, maybe a little bit different. Um, I don't know how legitimate of an NFL wide receiver he is. I went back to some of his college tape. I mean, I think he was a draft. I think he was a draftable prospect minus the injuries and stuff. But I'm lottery taking on the speed, right? They're like, they're just aren't that many human beings alive that can move as quickly as he can, at least in a straight line. We haven't seen him change direction in years. But as far as, like, running straight, he runs straight fast as hell. So, hey, give him a shot, you know, and, and see what happens. I don't have a bunch. I think Britton Covey has a better chance of making the team than he does. That's right. But I also – I'm not writing off anybody, right, that, like, you know, plenty of, of unsung heroes and, and people that you would not expect to make the NFL uh, shake it up when given an opportunity. I think of Victor Cruz, right, that, like, everybody is like, eh. And then Victor Cruz took full advantage of the opportunity. So – um, I'm excited to see what he can do. And if all else fails, you'll keep kicking ass in the Olympics running. But, you know, yeah. give give if you think that football is something you can do, now is the time. Are you now, Candy guys? has a point down here below. It's just what, what's interesting What's interesting is that the Eagles signed him to a three-year deal. That shit don't matter. They're like, yeah. the numbers are irrelevant. Yeah, yeah. You know how contracts are set up. Like As, these as long things. as the, the important number that you have to look at is guaranteed money. Yeah, and if the absolutely. money's not guaranteed – it don't and make a his contract's not guaranteed. Yeah, exactly. It's all about seeing him being able to go ahead and combine football and his speed together. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I don't know. There was, like, a lot of high hopes back in the day for John Ross. I think that was his name, the one that played for yeah. Cincinnati. Yeah. Cincinnati. He went in the yeah. first round, bro. I'm, right. Yeah. My man was fast as shit, but, you know what I mean? Yeah. The hands wasn't, like, really, really big. And injuries. You know, right, and injuries, too. Yeah. So, I mean, like, if Devin Allen can go ahead and combine those two and make something happen, hey, he could be a stud in the league, you know? Yeah. Even even at the age of what? What, what is he, 27? Yeah. Dude, like, it would be a hell of a story if he was able to pull it off, bro. If he's yeah. able to not play since 2016 and find himself a roster spot, that's crazy. Well, I always – so when you're looking at the cap, the cap, it's like, you know, follow the money. Uh, and you talk about the guaranteed money. He's got $40,000 guaranteed money. That contract is – 
useless. So. That's toilet so, paper. So <laughs> when you see, so when you see the guaranteed money, then you know it. I'll t- I'll it's not much of an investment. Paper. Yeah. Oh, I'll yeah. take forty thousand toilet paper, yeah. but listen, as a so, as an NFL player, that's, yeah. that don't mean jack. But that's, that's peanuts. Yeah. But going back to that marketing strategy, if the Eagles are paying forty thousand dollars to get, you know, some hype, some publicity, it's only forty thousand dollars guaranteed. Yeah. I, w- I would know, love to get to a point in my life where I could say only forty thousand dollars. <laughs> You'll get there. Uh, we got to it's only it's, uh, it's only it's only half of Evan's student loans. You know? <laughs> oh my god! I wish that was half my student loans. <laughs> now uh, yeah, we could be here uh, for two for days hours. talking about. <laughs> so let's 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 pick out some uh, other other guys on this list that you want to talk Not about. Reggie Hammond. Um, I mean. I think uh, John Hightower still sticking yeah. around. I saw he was put. Wasn't he putting in work with? Uh, with he's, who was he working out with yeah. recently? Was it Smith and uh, Chad Johnson? Oh, 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 Johnson. Yeah, Chad Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, dude. I, Hightower is a guy that I always liked his speed. Um, he could fly. I, yep. Yeah, he when him and Quez both came in at the same time, I thought that they both showed the ability to get open deep. Um, yeah. The only problem with John Hightower is he doesn't reel him in. So yeah. if, if he if he can start to pull those those balls in and do it in practice consistently, I think that mm-hmm. the coaches might give him an opportunity on the roster. Yeah, mm-hmm. I will go Hightower too out of that list. I mean, coming out of Boise State, I thought that he had the ability to play some X in the NFL. Just looking at his body type, speed, you know, height, weight, speed, the things that you can't really teach. He has them. Just he can't catch consistently and so you can't play wide receiver in the nfl very long if you're not gonna catch the rock so i i mean i don't know i think that the eagles carry six and i don't know that he makes that list unless he knocks off rigor um knocks off war knocks off pascal like he'll have to take somebody's job and i haven't seen enough from him to this point in his career that i'm really certain he's gonna take somebody's job from them at least not veterans that have literally proven that they are hard to knock off. Yeah. Um, you're gonna have to work your behind off to take their role. Well, I think from a maturity standpoint, I think this is where he needs he needed to take his uh, game to a level where, you know, be, we talk about being a pro. You know, this you're at a you're at a point in time in your career that you have to show and prove uh, the fact that he did flash. He did have moments where he, he was creating separation, uh, yeah. coming up with a big play was. The cons- inconsistency at the catch point was something that showed up on on tape, but I feel like this was stuff that I was hearing that it was some maturity stuff that um, was go- was going on, and I feel like the fact that he's still here is the fact that they believe in him, and the fact that he's probably showed some growth. Talk about growth, he he looks a little jacked up. Yeah. He's got some. He he got traps like Prime, man. Who do you who do you guys think has a better chance to make the team, Greg Ward or Hightower? Greg Ward. I hate to say Greg Ward, but I mean, look, I, last year I was big on Hightower. I was coming on here talking highly big about Hightower, and he, he definitely didn't come through for me. So, uh, but like, you know, what Gail mentioned, I mean, he's still on the squad. So it means something. They still got some hope yeah. in him. So, hey, look, if it's, if, if there's ever a time to go ahead and prove yourself, now's the time, especially Facts. with the amount of wide receivers you got. On this squad and you going up against, hey yeah. man, I you know I really wish you the best. But uh, comparing him and Greg Ward, yeah, I think Greg Ward probably has the up on him. Yeah, interesting. 
But high tower right. just gotta go out and blow the roof off some things That's and catch it, some man. deep passes and they all do people. at the end and, of the day, they all do. <laughs> you know, Greg War might not be as hard to beat out, right? Because if you he has a physical ability to do something Greg Ward can't do. I don't know that there are things that Greg Ward can do that Hightower can't. I'm not convinced Hightower can't catch the ball just mm-hmm. yet, right? Like that's a lot of concentration stuff, but he's also 26. So the clock is ticking, right? That like, you know, that window of you being able to capitalize on your talent while also still being young, according to NFL standards, you know, he's quickly getting to the other side of that now. I think, uh, I think the thing that, again, when we go back to the little things is the things that Greg Ward separates all these, he does the little things like yeah. he's reliable. So he's consistent. I, I, yeah, again, last I, year. yeah, which was kind of, which was kind of odd, but, um, right but I, I just, I just think that at the end of the day, you're trying to make this roster better and you find someone on this score back into this um, group who can com- compete with Ward and, and you, you're look, trying to look for something future in the future, you know, or you can have Greg Ward in the Tybo class at 37. <laughs> um, as long as he speaking he, he of sh- uh, showing up. Speaking of Tybo, I'm glad you gave that segue. I'm not sure if you guys caught this at all. So uh, our our head coach getting into a little scuffle, <laughs> almost over. Um... First of all, yo, as a fan, you need to chill. Like, who are you to run down on Nick Sirianni about wearing a Giants cap? Mind your business, dog. Like, <laughs> well, yo, mind I, your from business. What from what the article sounded like, it sounded like Nick Sirianni didn't like that that guy was wearing a Giants cap at the uh, Haddonfield uh, tennis courts. Oh, he almost got beat up by Nick Sirianni. <laughs> yeah. oh, I like that. I like yeah. that angle better. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 That, that made that more was... sense to me. That made more sense to me. <laughs> That made more sense to me. So I'm like, why I'm running down on Nick Sirianni? Like, don't get touched while out out, here, man. Wilding out, wilding out. Um, now, some of these other guys here, I just want to just finish this up before we uh, just talk about some other interesting things in the Eagles world. Uh, we, we, could, uh, we, could, we could talk about um, – Gail's hiding behind the graphic right now, trying to figure out what to talk about. No, no, because I'm I'm looking at this list. I'm like, there's really no what I want to talk about. Uh, You you mean you don't got you don't got five minutes on Dion Kane? I mean, he was decent at Clemson, you know. Yeah, but he's now in the league, and the NFL's a a big jump, man. Because you're because you're because you're borderline board Trayvon Grimes category at this point. With some of these guys, and, and I don't. Now, uh, he's an agent now. He's he's doing his thing. I don't. I think I don't think Josh Hammond and Deion Kane uh, make this roster at all, bro. When um, your number's forty six, I don't feel good about you. That's what. That's what. It's all in the number, dude. No wide receiver wearing thirty eight. <laughs> I don't uh, think you got a good chance of making this team as number forty six. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it, how do you choose 38 as a wide receiver? I don't know. I feel like they just you don't you don't choose given numbers. Yeah, when you are at okay. that low of a when level, you get they just that give number, you a number though. They're pretty much telling you like yeah. you ain't you ain't shit. like your key card is just not gonna work getting yeah, into yeah. the facility real soon. Because <laughs> ideally, what six? I mean, uh, from your perspective, six wide receivers make this roster. Yeah, yeah. six. Especially six? if one of them, if if one of them is our primary returner, six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, health health is the thing. I mean, if it, if you yeah. if you got High Tower on the back end and on the practice squad, he's a guy you can call up. And to be honest yeah. with you, in in regards to Britton Covey, I really would not mind having oh, lost Primo. A, 
having a specialist as far as a uh, as a return guy as opposed to putting either a wide receiver or a corner or something back there and risking so potential injury. So who is it? So it's AJ Brown, Devontae, Quez, Pascal, Ward, five. So who who's your sixth person? Who's the person that you think makes that last spot? He's a first round pick, bro. Thank you. Thank oh you. damn, I forgot all about Jalen Rager. Yeah, yeah you got it. Got yeah, to okay. Rager along. If Rager can't uh-huh. beat out Britton Covey, Devin Allen, Deion King, you gotta cut this man, son. If he like, you can't just. He's gonna be an argument next year if that's, like, if that's the case. You can't just, in my opinion, something cost is a thing. You can't just hand him the job, yo. But we'll yeah. see what happens. Um, I, I mean, I, I just think it's like. Jalen Rager, he's going to get an opportunity because he's like a first rounder, and he, like they, if they they still believe in what he can do, uh, it, it's very tough for unless they get a trade. And I mean, let's any all, team let's, is willing to trade for him. Okay, let's also, I mean, you brought you compared him earlier to Nelson Aguilar. Like, let's not be naive and forget the fact that Nelson Aguilar underperformed the first few years of his of his career. I think it was year five, the year that we won the Super Bowl for Nelson Aguilar. Am I mistaken? Nah, but I want to say that Aguilar had flashes that I really haven't seen from Rager, right? That like Aguilar Patriots. actually Patriots showed practice. some. I don't count that. Aguilar <laughs> showed some things. You like that's why I feel like we were so frustrated with Aguilar because you could see the skill, you could see the, the flashes, ability, yeah. yeah. But it's like, all right, now make it consistent. Then he finally figured out the consistency piece. I really haven't seen the flashes from Rager, bro. Like, I really haven't been like, oh, Jalen Rager, wow. Right? Like, I, well, I mean, was an old with the well, he had the last uh, year, I'm like, eh. He had the punt return versus Green Bay where you're like, okay. And then you had the, you know, it, it was just like what else when he beat when he when he beat um Patrick Peterson on the post. And it, he, he was missed on that one. Um Trying to think what else. Yeah, give me one. And then that's two. <laughs> give me another one. In his three years in the NFL. Well, I, well, well I'll go in three moments. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an instance of season that he gave you a flag. <laughs> well, that, that's what I'm saying. That that's what that's what a, if you see someone beat Patrick Peterson, you're like, all right, well, you beat Patrick Peterson, okay. Um, and He's just the way that volcano, bro. <laughs> but I, I just, again, we go back to the mental aspect of it. Can he get to his game to where he needs to be? Because again, you look, you talk about reliability, especially route running wise. Yeah. Um, and then he dealt with the injury his rookie year that didn't really help him out as much either. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, just uh, you know, we, we we obviously we're trying to get through all these uh position breakdowns. I know that could be long and long winded, but we. We gotta talk. We gotta talk about it. But talking about, um, we got an opportunity recently to go to um, Trent Cole's camp. Yes, um, the uh, you know take take. Uh, I mean, this was shout out to um, Hollis Thomas for the invite. It, it was just great. It was a great experience. Um, actually, you know, talk talking with guys that you have grown up watching as Eagles Eagles fans. Trent Cole was one of the one of what second on on leading um, sack masters for the Eagles. You're talking about a guy who is uh, well respected as a pass rusher, um, and and he has had, had a tremendous career um, as an Eagle. But he, he had his first camp. Um, it was pretty local in Pittman, New Jersey. 
lot of high school athletes and some middle school athletes came out there. Uh, what was your, what was your overall experience from uh, that day, guys? Oh, that was missing dope, out on man. it. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Um, I wish work had allowed for me to go on Monday because I feel like having both of the days would have been really cool. But Tuesday was amazing, man. I mean, I, I, I was an Eagles fan through Trent Cole's whole career. Um, Hollis's as well. You know, seeing BG in person was dope. He's looking real shredded. He's looking swole. He's looking ready for the season. Um, hearing BG talking about Jordan Davis and what a beast he already is. Hearing him talk about Jalen Hurts and how Hurts is taking the next steps. And just the optimism, I think, around the Eagles is just palpable. Like, you can feel it. Um, I think, you know, the camp itself was great. Just seeing Hollis, BG, Quentin Michael, Dan Klecko, all of these people, Trent Cole, giving feedback to these young men and the two young women that were out there and, like, really seeing these young people take to it, um, watching them break down film. Like, it was, it was dope, man. You know, I learned a lot, and I ain't stepping onto a football field ever again. So I hope <laughs> for those young people that they soaked the game up and they were really paying attention and, and looking to activate that stuff in the upcoming football season. Yeah, uh, Brandon Graham, we got to – like, talking to Brandon Graham, Brandon Graham was – he's every 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 bit of what you think Brandon Graham – Yo, uh, like, um, He's every bit of what you think he – might be off the field. Yeah. Talk about leadership. He's a guy that um, really holds the Eagles locker room together. And the fact he's out there breaking bread with um, these young football players, really just giving them all these pieces of information that you're just like, bro, like you're learning from Brandon Graham. And then the, after you're learning all this stuff from Brandon Graham on the football field, he, they brought. They start watching some film. He starts breaking down the play uh, where he strips Tom Brady. Oh, we watched and, that like five times, bro. I was geeked <laughs> up. I was like the, the like the 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 kids were like locked in, and he it, and like you there. I I don't know too many camps, football camps, where you get Brandon Graham, who's yeah. the current captain of the Eagles, like telling you uh, your technique, and you're Trent just like. Cole. And Trent Cole, like I'm sitting there, I'm, I'm, I'm every through every drill, I'm asking Brandon Graham, like, so what are we doing here? And he just giving up the goods, like just telling, like, hey, this is what it is. This is what we're we're trying to teach them. And super cool throughout the whole throughout the whole day. It was kind of a, you know, I was kind of geeked. I feel like I was surprised at how cool they actually were, having met like former and current athletes and like entertainers and stuff. And they're not always down to earth people. Like a lot of them are super unapproachable, but like Hollis, you know, Quentin Michael, Dan Klecko, BG, Trent, like they were all just really nice people. Um, and they were all really trying to help as many of those young people as they could. And so that was, you know, I think my highlight was just like Brandon Graham is one of the coolest people I ever met in my life. And like, you know, he just his approach to trying to teach young people, I'm telling you, yo, Trent Cole and Brandon Graham breaking down defensive ends and like two-way goals how to play games with the with the defensive tackle how to not spin move into a guard where you get decapitated like <laughs> it was just some of the most entertaining content that I, i've been a part of i'm super excited to have all of the videos put together and, and you know get stuff out here to people um we were able to capture some really dope interviews during the process <laughs> too um, I mean, Gail was in the huddle. Gail was in the middle of the of the drills, asking coaches what they doing. Like, I'm going back through the footage, and then and and 
we have the footage. Thank God. You know what I mean? Almost had a, it was almost catastrophic, but we got it. It's back. <laughs> I called Gail and her yesterday panicking because <laughs> my, my SD card decided to just delete everything and we got it though. We good. It's all we good. Made it. We figured it out. That's all that the matters. Hey, look, it's universal lined, bro. Yes, yeah, sir. Look, it, um, it definitely was a geeked out moment. I apologize, man. Internet is not cooperating with me tonight. Um, but nah, it was definitely a geeked out moment. Uh, being there with those guys, with those players, um, it's kind of like what you mentioned, man. Just them being down, like down to earth people. Like, yeah. uh, they they realized, you know, we were pretty much the same way. Like, um, I'm not sure if Gil had mentioned this to you guys yet, but like after the fact that everything wrapped up, and you know, we did what, what we did throughout the the day with them. Uh, we actually stayed behind like another two hours yeah, with Trent Cole. Yeah, yeah, with Trent Cole, like, still like sick, standing yo. there talking to him. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he was just giving us, like, details when he played in the league, when he played with the squad, uh, what he does, you know, with his life after football. Um, yeah. You know, it was a real cool moment, man. And then at one, at one point, I'm realizing what time it was, and I even had to text my wife, like, yo – I'm sorry, but I'm still here <laughs> talking to Trent Cole, and there's no possible way I could just walk just away walk from this away. man. Yeah. Like, nah, it just wasn't happening. And then, um, you know, we finally decided to wrap it up. It was close to midnight. We finally decided to wrap it up. Uh, we're walking away, and then um, his business partner had actually just told us, like, yo, Trent's circle is so small, and for him to actually stay behind as long as he did and talk to me and Gail the way he did, is a it means a lot man like you know what i mean like he he definitely you know we we gained his respect by you know just by being us and he he was just chill bro like it was just like it was a great moment and you know what i mean to this day i still talk about it with a lot of people like having that opportunity to go ahead and talk film like yo like you had mentioned being in that room and these guys breaking down oh, no, and then i mean yeah. like I, I we were having like some geek moments especially when brandon grant's play kept on playing on the video we, we were like <laughs> making we were we were we were the ones being the kids in the background like yeah absolutely. like you know what i mean like absolutely. we're never going to forget that play you know what i mean we're always yeah. going to be grateful for that so it was just moments like that um being on the field no, watching I these cried guys. after that play happened man Yo, I, ho- lie. Like, I literally cried like after that play <laughs> y'all, 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 y'all know i tell you about hollis thomas man that boy is a big child you know i do you know, he, <laughs> That's the man, dude. That's my man's right How there, bro. How is that dude for sure? He was. <laughs> there it is. There he it was calling. He was Jesus. calling me. <laughs> he was calling me to the side. He was like, "Prob, come here, man. Let me let me go ahead and break this down to you." Then he like Gail was having his moments. I was having yeah. my moments with Hollis, and he was explaining, you know, how to use that back foot, you know, keeping the yeah. heel up, exploding off the line, hearing that type of stuff. It was like, wow, man, like this is the shit right now. Like I'm just yeah. enjoying this. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still kind of like, well, I'm, I'm still on a high because Mal, you know, did not lose the footage. Because, uh, <laughs> because I, I had a, I had a, we'll be putting that sounds like soon. I did something wrong. No, no, I ain't do nothing. He won't let it go. But so I just did it to myself. The footage no, did like, it to uh, itself, and I rescued like, that shit from the abyss. <laughs> like I, I went here and then here and then back here. So I got like two great moments out of it because yeah. I'm like. Yes, because I mean, oh, we had I had this great interview with uh, Brandon with uh, Brandon Graham, and he's talking about how excited he was about the defense, and how excited about he was about Jordan Davis, how excited about he is about coming back and hoping to retire as an Eagle. I said, I said, hey man, I don't, I don't, I heard this talk about you coming back for, you know, yes, I'll uh, see you, you next year. <laughs> I'll see you next year, bro. Yeah. Like don't 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 go to go don't go to another squad for a year. Man, uh, we but got I, I thought. 
got a good one with Trent Cole too, with Trent talking about the camp and just, you know, his experiences so far being away from football. Like it's a lot of excellent content, man. Um, and just grateful again to you and, and to this team for providing me the opportunity to pull up and, and, you know, interact with just some real dope people, even some really good high school kids was out there eating like some kids that we'll probably see playing on Saturdays and potentially even Sundays if everything goes according to plan. So it was just an all around amazing event. I spent two days in panic mode thinking that like I was getting kicked out the fourth and John gang. It was done with me. It was like, yo, if you don't get that footage back, you out of here, son. And so after that, I worked some magic, some voodoo, and we nice, got it back. Nice knowing you, nice know, you bro. step across the line. Now, because like at the end of the habitually, day, he's a habitual line stepper. <laughs> I actually am a habitual line stepper, so that does. Yeah. No, I mean, the, the at the end of the day, just to, to talk about those moments about going out there and yeah. doing stuff and, and yeah. being active in the community and just, like, having these moments where, you again, I, I encourage everyone to do stuff like get out and, and yeah. network and, and yeah. meet people in the community so you, these opportunities arise. And I think that that was the coolest thing. And I think, yeah. like, the, the, the just – getting the knowledge of those, those kids were just left there. were like geeked out. And like, I, I'm like, prime was talking about like that conversation with Trent. We're sitting there talking about, you know, he was, he was just talking about like the mental side of the game and how, like, you know, how Tom Brady was so mentally gifted in the, the fact that how he scanned the defense, he said, you re- wouldn't realize how smart Brady is where he knows exactly who puts their foot on the defensive side of the field. And he knows every like if there was a box over every single player's head, it would have their profile based basically having a breakdown of what their weakness is. Tom Brady knows that. He said, like, if he if there's a if there's a weakness on your or your team, he knows that. And I, I mentioned the trend. I said that's what happened when the Eagles played Tom Brady. Uh Tom Brady gave the answers to the test and the rest of the league followed. And you you saw our defense get dismantled week in and week out, because Tom Brady gave you the answer to the test. But it was just interesting to, to pick up on, uh, you know, all this, all the facts that, that they were preaching throughout the day and uh, shout out to his management group was uh, they, they were, Absolutely. they were, they put on a good, um, put on a good camp for the and, first and one. To, and not to mention, man, this was his first camp ever. I mean, he was ever. telling us, yeah. he was telling us that Vinnie Curry had encouraged him to put this thing together and he actually yeah. listened to him. So that was big. You know what I mean? And then we asked yeah. him, you know, how did it feel getting back into that football group? And he was like, you know, it felt great. I even asked him, does he miss it? He told me, no, he doesn't miss it. You know, he, definitely, <laughs> he definitely, you know, he's definitely enjoying his life after football. Um, if you guys don't know, he does quite a bit of hunting. He is now getting yeah. into professional fishing, as he had mentioned to us. So, you know, what I mean, I've caught a couple of his hunting clips. The dude's serious when it comes to hunting. Um, and, you know, and I want to pretty much follow up on him on uh, this whole fishing uh uh, journey uh, that he's going to go ahead and look forward to taking. So, I mean, he, he's got, he, you know, he, and he mentioned, you know, he, to these young players that are coming into the league now and that he still, you know, talks to, you got to have a plan B and he had a plan B. And right now his plan B is just, you know, he, he's doing good with his plan B. So he, he's good. He's good after football. So, I mean, it's. He has a whole business pro vantage solutions. Definitely shout outs to them. Like they're doing some really cool stuff. Like you, you mentioned his business partners were, were really amazing. Shout outs to Jesse too, who designed mm-hmm. all of the art for um, the camps and just a really dope team and, and just really just amazing opportunity. Like I came home like a child 
like talking to my wife and she's just seeing how just excited I was. And she's used <laughs> yeah, to me by now. Like, you know what I mean? She knows how I am. Um, but yeah. it was just a, a great opportunity. And it's funny because like before I left, so I left before they got a chance to like talk to Trent and I'm looking at Gail's face and Gail got the, I'm closing this joint down face on and it's like <laughs> 10 o'clock and I'm like, yo, I got to go home, son. Gail texts me damn near midnight. It was like, yo, son, we was just chilling. Like I'm going to update you tomorrow. I was like, and I was still awake. Like it wasn't even like I was asleep. Like I was up. No. I was like, oh man, I missed the whole job. But uh, nah, nah. That, was, that was an awesome time. Shout out to Mike as well. Um, yeah, Trent's business Mike. partner. He 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 uh he's he actually is a fan of Fourth and John, and uh, he's yeah. from the Delco area. So, you know they 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 they've got some stuff brewing. So camps are are going to be coming down the, the pike. Uh, so um, I think there's one else one other thing I was going to say. Getting old, man. Forgetting stuff. Start Forgetting right. stuff. Start, start we, right. we, we, no, we, we miss, we missed Dev out there. Like I was like, yeah, I know, I've, I've had nothing to say the past twenty minutes. I haven't missed out on the fucking camp. <laughs> <laughs> Just sitting over here scrolling up and down. Sorry, sorry, Ev. I mean, <laughs> hey, look. Oh man. We oh, did. Shout out to Aaron too, man. We did, we did talk about you. Oh, yeah. We mentioned you. You know what I mean? I'm glad that you guys did. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm glad that you guys, even though I wasn't able. To make it, I'm glad you guys took full advantage of that opportunity. I mean, uh, you yeah, know, it was dope, bro. Being down there with these guys like Brandon Graham, like that, he's not only an eagle, like it's a, it's a hell of an opportunity to yeah. have an eagle on this show or interview him for 15 minutes or something like that. But to get on a uh, a familiar basis uh, where you're having a conversation for hours with these guys that we watch for years, our entire lives, we, we revolve our entire lives around uh, this team. And uh, yeah. you know, to be able to fucking build a relationship, I'm kind of fucking jealous. He said we 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 uh prioritize our lives around the Eagles. You said that, and I was like, Well, that is that is our lives. That is our lives. <laughs> I mean, it's just I, I just you know, again these, okay, these small well, moments. I know caveat yours is definitely revolving around the Eagles, bro. All but right. that's going, but that's why fourth and John is is such a great podcast opportunity endeavor and i talk to you about this all the time but like the fact that it's ingrained in the community which is huge for you all right that like being a part of the eagles community is a big piece of what this work is but then also taking advantage of opportunities because it was a point where you and i get were talking and like you reflected on the fact that like we were the only like bloggers out there right that like who else showed up you know what i mean who else was in that space who else was connecting with the people and connecting with the young people and connecting with the players in that way so you know ain't nothing wrong with your life revolving around the eagles uh if that's your passion you know if you love it man do it bro prime got 42 helmets like the man he, he <laughs> prom love this shit like you know what i mean and, and i'm I, with it bro and I, I'm with and it. I ain't gonna stop man i'm not gonna stop till i can you know what i'm saying <laughs> i'm not gonna stop hell yeah Prime anytime uh, Optimus drops a new helmet, it's just fucking <laughs> that's that's Gil's face every time an eagle opportunity come up. He like, oh, we in there. Yeah, we get uh, there. Yeah, this nothing has changed. Walk five nothing. kilometers, whatever it is. We in there, bro. Nothing is nothing has changed, man. Nothing has changed about my fandom with the Eagles. It's just it's yeah, what it is. That's it's what it is. Uh I, I just want to wish everyone a, a happy uh July 4th. Absolutely. Uh, July 4th weekend should be uh, a great time to, you know, have fun with your family. Stay sure. safe. Stay uh, st- stay safe out there driving. A lot of people on the road. 
I was coming back from NYC last night. The traffic was ridiculous. Bananas. Mm. Yeah, the, the traffic everyone, everyone, really right now is bananas, yo. Every, everyone's going to the beach. Uh, not me, but I know Ev. You're going to the beach this weekend? Mm. Yeah, I was I was supposed to earlier today, but yeah. Wait, <laughs> and then I, I ended up golfing. golfing instead. Yeah, I was, I was about to say you was golfing. Yeah. Well, I mean, you hit know. the links. <laughs> you got you to gotta, uh, get out there when you can, bro. Just listen. Yo, bring me out there so I could so I could get my Charles Barkley on for in, a little bro. bit. I'm in. <laughs> I'm gonna get my hitch. No, but out. I want I want to uh, also just before we close out here, um, I want to put a very important message out there that you need to laugh at a Nets fan. Um, make oh sure yes. You find any Nets fans that are in your life? You go, you point in their face, you laugh. Everything, can we, man. Can we like, get Ben Simmons on here, yo? Like, let's reach out <laughs> to Ben Simmons, and then just I, lo- I love that laugh. kid coming out of LSU. <laughs> and then just laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh and yeah. laugh because you asked for this. Keep and his you mic got muted, it, and the, but keep his camera on. We just sit there and laugh at him. <laughs> and get Rich Paul in here too. Get Rich yeah. Paul over here. Get Clutch in here too. So I, I just want to laugh at them all. Um, but real quick, July fourth is my seven year anniversary with the beautiful woman that I married. Just hey. an amazing person. Hey, uh, the up, fact man. that she Congrats. she's tolerated me for You're seven years of marriage and almost thirteen years of being in a relationship. Uh, it's incredible because I don't know how she does it. She has the patience of a saint and she ignores most of the shit that I talk. So I appreciate it. Yeah, she has to. <laughs> if you don't, I'll drive you crazy. So, <laughs> But nah, I definitely want to wish my wife a happy anniversary. Um, happy 4th to the folks that I celebrate. And yeah, just be safe out here, man. It's a happy lot going on. You both. Yeah, appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you. Prime. Just stay safe, man. Have fun, yeah. but stay safe. That's all. Yeah, don't yeah, fuck around with sure. fireworks. Be smart. Please don't. don't. Yeah. Don't I, I thought about copping some, but I'm like, it yeah, would be exactly. my luck that I lose all my fingers and like I'm done now. It ain't worth it. Just to watch yeah, some, it's some loud noises and some fucking lights. It's not worth it. Nah, keep keep the limbs, man. Dogs. Keep keep the limbs. Keep the limbs. Stay safe. Eat your vegetables. Don't uh, you go being old again. <laughs> Eat your seafood prime. Have a great. July 4th, and we'll see you pr- probably in the next one. We'll move to the, the next position. And as always, baby. fly, Eagles, fly. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.